it's Denise here. And before we get started on today's episode, I want to share my new workbook for you to help you hit your money goals for the second half of the year. Now, we're fast approaching the midpoint of the year. Oh my God, time is flying. So it really is the perfect time to pause and reset your money goals. So head over to denisedt.com slash reset and you can download my free mid-year workbook. It's really going to help you to review and get excited about where you are and get you really supercharged for where we're going for the rest of the year. And this is really important if you're kind of feeling a bit of a slump or you're not sure about where to go to next. Just download your Reset Workbook today and it's going to help you feel way more empowered and positive about still hitting your goals, to celebrate and reflect where you've come from, to help you release any mistakes or missed opportunities, and to set really inspiring targets for the rest of the year. Plus, there's an opportunity to work with me as your money mindset mentor, and I have a really special mid-year offer as well. So the link for that free workbook is denisedt.com slash reset. All right, enjoy. I know we've got so much to look forward to for the rest of the year. So let's get on with today's episode. Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hello, friendly friend. It's Denise Duffield Thomas here for Chill and Prosper. And this week we are talking about business plans. Do you need a business plan for your business? Do you really need one? And what's the best way to do it? So actually, the thing that I really struggled with at the start of my business was this idea of having a business plan. And I think it's because of my ADHD. I was never really good at doing assignments at school. I always did things the last minute. Um, You know, I really sucked at just systems and planning and things like that. It, it felt really boring to me and I I really procrastinated it. Also, I realized with my particular money personality, so I'm a ruler, maverick, romantic. Uh, my ruler side kind of just wants to do everything. And so it's like, I don't have time to plan. I just want to do the action. My maverick side rebels against the idea of putting together a plan and committing to something or, you know, just like, I don't know, having it down in concrete. I'm like, oh, no. Um, And then my romantic side just can't be bothered doing it, you know. And so freedom is my highest value, and that's something that I struggle with a little bit. So you might be listening, though, and go, I really do need a business plan. Or your partner is going, you can't start your business without a business plan. Or your dad's saying, where's your business plan? Or maybe even, you know, you're applying for a loan or something like that and you need a business plan. So I'm here just to tell you straight up, it's totally okay not to have an official business plan. It really is. But there are some things you can do anyway. Um, Just to know where you're going is, is really smart, but you don't need an official one. And please, please, please don't procrastinate getting started in your business because you're waiting for the plan, you know, you can just kind of get started. My mum gave me really good advice when I started having kids because she'd go, how many kids do you want? And I go, oh, four, maybe six. <laughs> what was I thinking? And she said the best business advice, life advice, she goes, start with one, see if you like it. Start with one see if you like it. And I stopped at three because I was like, I'm done now. 
don't like it anymore. No, <laughs> I was like, no, I'm I'm good now. Uh, so sometimes you don't know what you want and you need until you're in it. But we often just want to, we want certainty. We want to know how it's going to play out and, and you don't. You don't know how it's going to play out until you're in it. And actually, the I can tell you the exact moment I decided not to have any more kids. We were on holidays and we had the three kids in the back and we had like those slimline car seats. And I went, wow, we can just fit in a normal car with three kids. And I went, I'm done. And so I wouldn't have known that. I wouldn't have been able to experience that ahead of time. So yeah, start with one, see if you like it. So people often say to me, oh, I, I, I'm stuck on my niche or niche. I think you guys say it in America. I'm stuck on my niche. I don't know who my audience is. I don't know who my ideal customer is. And people get very, very, very stuck on this because again, it feels like, well, I don't know. And what's the perfect solution? And what if I get it wrong? And what if I um, pick a target market and I don't like it? And so Start with one and see if you like it, especially at the start of your business where you don't know, but you, how are you supposed to know? Get a client, see if you like it. Literally, get a, get a client in the next week, see if you like it. If you want to try a new niche or a new target audience or a new product or service, try it, see if you like it. And that's it, right? So um, it's the same thing with everything. You can do a little bit of planning, but nothing is going to show you the outcome, show if you like it until you're in it, okay, until you're in it. And it's totally okay then to change your mind. It's totally okay to shift and change. And um, I spoke earlier this year about the decision to sell my house and how it was such a big deal to manifest this big, beautiful beach house that we built from scratch. And then I decided I didn't want it anymore. And part of me was like, nope, you've made your bed. You've got to lie in it now. You've got to live in it forever. And the other part of it is it's okay to change your mind, so it doesn't matter if you had this big, beautiful, very detailed business plan, you might decide you don't like it anymore and it's totally okay to, to shift it. So it's the same, you go, people can say, oh, how do I start a blog? And you go, write a blog and see if you like it and then write another one and then write another one and then write another one. Or like how many newsletters do I send out until my business is successful? Write one and then write another one next week and then next week and next week. And so much of business is just about persistence and doing, like having that consistency, but being okay to shift and pivot and change if things don't work out. So eventually you'll figure it out, right? When I first started my blog, which was oh, back in the day, it was like a type pad blog. That's how old it was. On the front page, I had like nine tabs of all the different categories I was going to talk about. And it was like health and wellness, manifesting, uh, business and marketing, pricing, um, uh, career, business and career, like so many different things. And what I realized I was trying to be everything to everyone. And I didn't know which topics would resonate with my audience. And I didn't know which topics I wanted to talk about. So it's okay at the start just to throw things at the wall and and see see what you think, right? And then it's the process of elimination. What about for like writing a book? Oh, I need a plan for my book or I need an outline or I need um just start writing it and see if you like it. <laughs> just just do it. See write a couple of chapters, see if you've got the energy for it. Um so I don't think you do need a business plan, but you do need some sort of um just the next step. 
sometimes, right? And you might be an established business and you're wondering how I plan out and stuff. So if you're just starting from scratch, here's what I would suggest that you do as a vague, vague idea and then get more specific as you go. Who do you want to serve? When I started my coaching business, I didn't care. I was like, I'll help anyone with anything. And then I realized after about like 10 or 20 clients, I was like, oh, I really prefer working with entrepreneurs. I really um, struggle to help people in the corporate world because I don't, didn't like the corporate world. And so I would always just think, just quit, just start a business. <laughs> um, that was my solution to everything. So, and then I was like, oh, I really prefer to work with women than men. Oh, I really prefer to work with people um, who are, you know, self-aware and they know where they need to go and they just need some hand-holding. And so you can choose. You can choose like um, like what stage of life or business they're in, what kind of problems work for you and what, what don't, and just do it as a process of elimination. A friend of mine was a naturopath and she started – realizing she really liked working with fertility. She liked working with female entrepreneurs who needed some energy and vitality. She didn't really like working with skin conditions, just didn't resonate with her and it just didn't light her up. Well, they can go to someone else who some people would be like, oh, skin conditions, give me, give me, give me. So it's okay to start broad and and it's okay to eliminate stuff as you go. So and, and then that way you might go, I'll take that service off my website. I'll, I'll just, you know, um, tighten up my copy a little bit so I can really tell people how I can help them. And even just sometimes the intention of this, these are the people I'm attracting or your branding, things like that. So that's impo- I think that's important to at least start, start with. Um, of who do I – and just ask yourself all that time, who do I love working with? The other thing that you could do too, and this is, I think, an important part of planning, is how much money do you want to make? How much money do you want to make? And this is where people turn off because they're like, ah, no, I don't want to put down a number. Um, you could you could go anywhere in your business. But sometimes when you have a particular income figure in mind, it can, like if you reverse engineer it, you might go, okay, I want to make 100000 And if you only have one thing for sale – and it's your time, then you'd work out, okay, I have to sell this many units of my time for the year. So everything has implications for it, right? You might have a goal to make a million dollars in a year. Well, then something's got to shift, right? So you go, okay, um, again, hour of my time, how much am I going to charge for that hour of my time? Or you might decide, okay, I need group coaching programs. I need some passive income. I need to sell... Um, you know, more leveraged forms of income. So just knowing that big number off the top of your head, how much do you want to make? And be honest about it to yourself, right? Because it's just going to have implications down the track. It's also going to bring up some money blocks for you where you start to go, oh, I don't know if I'm worthy of making that. I don't believe I can make that. And then that will have a cascading effect. Okay, I need maybe I need a mastermind of people who are earning that kind of money. I need to work with a mentor who can help me. I need to find someone who can help me make passive income. So sometimes you only need to plan out the top line thing and then all the other stuff becomes apparent what you need to do. Um, then number three is what do you want to offer and what do you not want to offer? What's in scope and what's out of scope? So very early for me, I was like, okay, one-to-one coaching is great, but I don't want to do a lot of it. 
and I maxed out at 15 clients a week. And actually, I preferred to do more like five. So for me, one-to-one coaching was great, but I wanted to offer a group coaching program. But people would ask me for a mastermind. And Mark was like, oh, everyone, Mark, my husband was like, oh my God, you should do a mastermind. And I just didn't want to do it. I didn't have the bandwidth for it. So you might look at your products or services and decide what you love and see what you don't love anymore. And you can do this at any time. You might decide to discontinue something. You might decide to just no longer offer it except for, you know, say you're a web designer, you go, I don't do three-page websites anymore. I only do 10-page websites. So you might change your offering. You might change your pricing. And I met someone recently. She uh, she didn't like painting anymore. She's a house painter. And I was like, well, you're really undercharged. You'd probably like it more if you charge market rates. Because if you just charge an extra $10 an hour, that's an $80 extra a day. Would you like it a bit more? She's like, yeah, but I, I don't know if I'd find clients. And I'm like, but you're ready to quit. You're ready to quit this whole industry. So it's totally okay to adjust either what you're offering, who you're offering it to, and the price that you're offering to, right? But it all comes from that thing of like, yeah, what do you want and what do you not want? So I usually write a list of like, what's in scope, what's out of scope? What can I help people with? What do I no longer want to help people with? All right, so let's take a little break and then I want to come back and talk about, um, yeah, just some of the things that I uh, I do and my very, very simple business plan. Because people often ask me, like, you know, as CEO of the business, what tasks you do, um, what's your average day look like, you know, all of those things. So, yeah, I'll see you after the break. Hi, I'm Jane Leach. I help um, eco-conscious homeowners to create homes that make their hearts sing. I'm an eco-home architect based in Manchester, UK. I've read Get Rich Lucky Bitch and Chillpreneur and I'm a member of the Money Boot Camp. And I love um, the combination of reading the books along with doing the Money Boot Camp because it adds that extra stories in that Denise shares in the books. Um, the biggest aha for me has been that I can have more money than just what covers the basics. Growing up, I learned that frivolous things that are purely for fun and pleasure were for people with more money than sense, you know, those bad people. Um, but I aim to create more ease and pleasure for my clients. And I think that having ease and pleasure in your life is important. So those frivolous things are now part of what I allow myself money for. And so I'm less limited financially as a result and I enjoy life more. What I've loved is the gradual uncovering of my own beliefs and understanding around money and knowing myself better, which has empowered me to improve my life. I would recommend reading all of Denise's books and joining Money Bootcamp to anyone who's like I was and struggling with a scarcity mindset and feeling panicky and desperate around money. Okay, welcome back. So we're talking about um, the tasks that I do in my business and my simple business plan. So mine's very, very simple. And I really like it's not like I have it written down anywhere. It's not complicated at all. Um, And I look at it um, from a, a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly basis. And it's a business plan for the business, not for me personally. And and there's a very important distinction in there, which I'll get to in a second. So daily in the business, we share something on social media. 
every single day without fail. It might be an inspirational post. It might be a question. It might be a quote. It might be a new resource. It might be a lifestyle kind of pick. It might be something, okay? That is non-negotiable. As part of our business, we show up every single day. Now, here's where the distinction lies. I'm not doing that every single day. I batch those things. So the business is consistent, but me personally, I'm not consistent in that way. So it's not like that's part of my daily job is to go, oh, what am I What am I going to post on social media today? And that's where you have to start looking at your business entity and you, it's separate, okay? And Hero Boga taught me that very well. She's um, a business coach and a mentor, Hero, H-I-R-O, Boga, B-O-G-A. She taught me that my business and myself are separate because I used to see them as, I am my business. Okay, so every day we post on social media in some way that develops the know, like, and trust factor or is useful or funny or inspirational. Every week, without fail, we share a piece of content. So it could be a blog post. It could be a longer form article. It could be a, like... Um, a podcast like this, right? So that's every single week without fail. Again, it gets batched. Again, I'm not doing all of the things for it. I show up and do my stuff. The team makes sure that that happens and goes out on email, all of those things. Um, now, l- roughly monthly, we kind of go, what's something like that we can, like a marketing thing, right? So it could be a push for something that we're promoting. But usually what we do at the end of every month is we invite people to come and join Money Bootcamp because that's when my live calls are. So it's a bit of a like a mini launch, but it could be also like week three of the month, we share a resource. So then more people are on the list. And so then, you know, uh, they're primed for at the end of the month to come join Money Bootcamp. Sometimes that's promoting one of my books because we find that when people read my book, then they come and join bootcamp or it's sharing a freebie or a new freebie or an old freebie, something like that once a month where it's just a bit more of a reminder of, hey guys, I've got something to offer here and here's when you can buy it, right? So it's just like a mini launch event, um, but it's also value, giving value. Then once a quarter, we usually do some sort of launch event. Now it could be a mini launch or it could be one of our big launches, like we do a January launch, we usually do a launch for Sacred Money Archetypes or Included in that is an affiliate promotion. We also consider that a launch as well. So we do that quarterly. So that's that's my business plan. That is my business plan. Daily, always showing up on social media. Weekly, a piece of valuable content. Monthly, uh, like a more like an opt-in value plus like a mini launch. And quarterly, some sort of big sales event. Now that doesn't mean that we're not selling throughout that time, right? Um, some of my some of my programs are evergreen. So there's always, you know, ads going out and there's lots of different things. But as far as our business plan is, that's our business plan. Then I look at um, my particular tasks, right? Because the business is weekly, uh, sorry, daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, my daily tasks might look completely different, right? There's no typical day for me, really. Um, Mondays, I usually catch up on errands. I go to a movie with a friend or um, go to the chiropractor. Tuesdays, I get my hair blow dried. So I I tend to do uh, Tuesday, Wednesdays, any video content. Thursday, it's like movie or ballet or something like that. And then um, Friday, I might have a call 
for money boot camp or I just, you know, catch up on writing or whatever. So my week, there's no like typical day for me, but because we know that there's that that content schedule, right, of daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, I might have once a quarter, I might have a batching podcast or I batch a whole bunch of social media content or I'm filming something, you know. So as long as that consistency is there, when it actually happens could be all over the place. The other thing too is that I'm really, uh, my big philosophy is eliminate, automate, delegate, outsource, okay? So eliminate, we're always eliminating things in the business. Nobody needs to do this or we don't need to do it um, like right now. And so for us, that's like whenever we're tempted to add new things in or complicated things, you know, more events, more retreats, it's just like, no, we, we don't have the bandwidth for it. Or people say, run a mastermind for me. And I'm like, nope, it's just, it's off the table. The next thing though is what can we do to automate as much as possible? As- possible (laughs) what can we do to automate things so if we have repetitive tasks in the business how can we automate this a great example of this is online calendar scheduling I see so many people they're still doing it manually and it's such a pain for me because being in a different time zone it's horrible when people start to go are you free on this day or this day this time or this time I'm like Uh, things like that can just free up so much time in your business in your tasks so what can you automate in your business. Then I look at what can I delegate to someone on the team or what can I outsource to a contractor? And and especially if they can batch it. That for me is just like, yes, batch, batch, batch as much as possible. Um, so that's really my tasks in the business is to make sure that we have um, like that regular stream of content that I'm on camera every now and again so then we can show up like that and so that's really it you know and I think of what my overarching task is in the company is that I'm in the creator I'm the talent and when I started my business I was everything right I was making my own website making my own handouts making my own graphics doing the recording doing the editing doing the tech like I made my first website not great. It was not good. Don't think I've got all these skills. Um, And so I had to do everything myself. And then as I've earned more money, I've pulled back from the things that I can't, sorry, that I can outsource. Because obviously I can't outsource my podcast recording. It would be weird if suddenly there was someone else recording it. It'd be weird if you watched a video of mine and it was someone else or it was like a puppet. Oh, that would be amazing, actually. Let's do a puppet version of Denise. Oh, yes, that would be cool. So there's things that I can't outsource, but everything else I can. And so that's my business philosophy is there's easy, there's always an easier way and I don't have to do it. Um, and I also learned this from one of our mentors, Tacky Moore, who is a, a business coach, a, a great mentor, great, great guy. But he's got this philosophy. Who's going to do that? Not Tacky. Not Tacky. And I'm like, oh, who's going to do that? Not Denise. So, so much of that, um, of having a clear business plan, it's not always what you do. It's sometimes what you don't do. And yeah, it could be standards. It could be boundaries. It could be lots of different things. And and always look at what's stressing you out. You know, that's always my first 
port of call is like, what's stressing me out? What's a repetitive problem? And then how can we solve that? That's really it. Okay, so that's my philosophy on business planning. It really is just um, try it, see if you like it, try it again, refine as you go, um, have a very, very simple like maybe content strategy for your marketing, have a very simple, like always look at simplifying your processes as much as possible by eliminating, automating, delegating, outsourcing, and, you know, making sure that you've got a clear idea how much you want to make, and then everything else is like, cool, who do you want to serve? Practice, see if you like it, all of those things. All right, I do have one final thought for you though, and um, let's do that after this final break. Hi, I'm Lynn Coleman from Your Epic Business based in the Netherlands. I'm a copywriter for coaches, trainers, and healers, and a single mom. I've always invested in my business, but my personal finances were a roller coaster. Last year, I decided that had to change. A good friend of mine always talked really positively about Denise, so I picked up a copy of Get Rich, Lucky Bitch, and then I looked at it for several months. In fact, I put my tea on it for several months. I hated the idea that I was going to have to become a bitch if I was going to earn money. But Denise looked so friendly and reassuring that in the end, she won me over and I actually opened the book. What I especially loved was the process to get over money blocks and the baby steps. It all seemed so doable. And luckily, I didn't need to become a bitch after all. I decided to start a money journal and record my experiences. And I made a promise to myself to improve my personal finances step by step. I'd had this idea brewing for a membership for a long time, but I'd been holding myself back. Suddenly, it made complete sense and I got to work. Now I feel really excited about what this could mean for my clients and for me. I'm consciously focusing on money every day and it feels great. I'm really glad I overcame my resistance to the word bitch and actually opened the book. Thanks for kickstarting this process, Denise. All right. So some people think that having a business plan means that you're in business and that is not true. You are in business when you focus on getting clients. You're in business when you make money. You're in business when you sell something. So don't feel like you're a hot mess if you don't have a fancy business plan that's printed out and perfect because, I mean, I still haven't got a good one. I've made $25 million or more. I mean, that's fine, right? I'm sure I'll figure it out one time. So remember, you're in business when you're making money. You're in business when you sell something to somebody. Um, And so... Making money trumps planning any day of the week. Just get in there and do it. See if you like it. (laughs) Um, But I will say this, though. um, Make sure you go read my book, Chill and Prosper, because I do have some resources in there about um, doing some planning and things like that. There's a ton of stuff in there. So if you just go to um, denisedt.com, let me just check the URL on that one. It's denisedt.com slash chill, I think, is the book. Let me just double check that because my team hate when I just say a random website. Okay. So the you can get the paperback, the Kindle or the Audible version, um, Amazon, anywhere that you buy books or go to denisedt.com slash prosper and I'll have the links to all the ways you can buy the books. And then the book bonuses, including some templates and resources for creating some business plans, you can get that at denisedt.com slash chill. So if you've already bought Chill and Prosper, just go to denisedt.com slash chill. And um, yeah, but just get into business. Make some money. Figure it out later. 
All right, I'll see you next week on another episode of Chill and Prosper. Bye. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time. Hey there, it's Denise here again. If today's episode got you thinking about your plans and your goals for the second half of the year, I've got a special freebie for you to check out. Head to denisedt.com slash reset, R-E-S-E-T, reset, and download my special mid-year workbook. This free guide will help you reset your mindset and goals for the rest of the year and get you excited to supercharge your next six months. Because this time of the year is such an amazing opportunity to take stock and reflect on your progress so far. So if you need a reset, download your reset workbook today and to help you feel more empowered and positive about still hitting your goals to celebrate and reflect on your business performance so far, to forgive and release any missed opportunities or big mistakes, and to set new inspiring targets for the rest of the year. Plus, there's a special opportunity to come and work with me as your money mindset mentor so we can really hit your goals for the rest of the year. And I have a special mid-year offer. I know time's flying by and reviewing the numbers and your progress can feel really scary, but I am here to help you get clear and make your money goals for the rest of the year happen. So that link again is denisedt.com slash reset, R-E-S-E-T. Enjoy. And you know what? It's your time and you're ready for the next step.